Welcome to the show. This is TJ. Hi, it's Michael. Michael, you're a power bottom. I like to be tied up. I like to be handcuffed. <laughs> you're an idiot. Let's go to a commercial, Michael. They're not commercials. <laughs> Michael. Welcome to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. I just don't like her. Your hosts, CJ and Michael Burlow. Wait, why can't I say that? It's a lot bigger in person. Stop it. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Screaming. By searching the Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. You really don't understand. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> And now, here are your hosts, CJ and Michael. Well, how about we just throw a fresh coat of paint on this bitch, why don't we? Sucker cock and call me Carly. <laughs> what? <laughs> like that new little intro? That was wonderful. Was beautiful, right? Hi, welcome to the <laughs> Queen and Bears of the Podcast. I Hi, am... everybody. You just interrupted me. You're welcome. You interrupted my introduction. Did I? You did. Okay, Michael. Hi, everybody. My name's Michael. You may know me from the internet. You may not know me from the internet, because I have about 10 followers. And I'm CJ. You've probably seen me naked. Who hasn't? (laughs) It's a smaller list than who has. (laughs) Trust and believe. Well, then. You said it. I didn't. So what did you do this week, (laughs) CJ? This week was interesting for me. We haven't toured in over a year. It is very weird. I miss going out on the road. I miss meeting everybody. Today is one year since our first digital drag show. So this past week, I've actually been working on a lot of things coming out this year for us. Ooh. Uh, A lot of tours that we have in the works. Not going to say too much, um, but but we're in the process of getting those done. I'm working with a top entertainment venue in Orlando to bring a brand new brunch to. Um, and, you know, I fangirled this this past week. Ginger was part of a visual podcast. I guess they call it a talk show. On right. Yeah, a talk show. If, if it has video, it's a talk show. It's not a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it was through three wrestlers, but it will come out tomorrow. So just keep your eyes peeled for it. It was so much fun. I fangirled. I've been talking to them nonstop. We're going to be trying to do some more stuff with them. So this week was busy, but it was really, really rewarding, especially after being a year without doing a lot of what I was right. doing this week. So it makes me really happy. Anyway, right. Michael, how was your week? It was great. I am now officially a vaccinated woman and i fucking feel like shit (laughs) like which bags did you get i got the johnson and johnson the one shot bags oh so you're one shot and done i'm one shot and done just like my sex life (laughs) i never repeat the same person just one shot and i'm done um no yeah i got the vaccine it sucks but like i'm super thankful and super grateful to have been vaccinated and have that opportunity to get that done i tracked down the johnson and johnson one and drove an hour and a half away from my house to go get it but yeah um you're gonna get sick afterwards but you know what just fucking deal with it and get it did it hurt uh it hurt more the next day than it did the day of michael this week i got my stimmy did you um, you were I was, stimulated I was stimulated this week and within 10 seconds of getting it it was gone did you get yours no i, did, I don't want to talk about it i didn't get the 600 and i also didn't get the 1400 <laughs> and when i look it up online it says payment status not available oh and i might also add that i didn't get my tax refund from last year well, I filed I filed my taxes a year ago. You know, I am a good tax paying law abiding citizen. I want my free money. <laughs> I can't. I was going to say a comment, but I can't. Why? What um, comment? 
Because nothing we get from the government is free. That doesn't mean that's very fair. It comes from somewhere, or we eventually, in some reality, will have to pay it back. That's fair. It may not be Trump's problem, and that might not be Biden's problem, but eventually it'll be somebody's problem. I want my Biden bucks. Where are they at? The Biden bucks. That's trademark. Michael, last week I talked about hope and giving kind of people a boost for the week, seeing that it's Tuesday. This way they can get through the rest of their week with some kind of thought to keep them stimulated. Stimulated. You know, keep that <laughs> Before they got their stim To keep less. their juices flowing. The juice is flowing. So this week, I think we should just hand it over to you, and you can do your little thing. My little thing? Did we decide what we're calling it yet? I think we're going to call it serving it. Serving it? We're going to serve the kids. You know, because I like wait tables, bitch. Serve the kids. Give me live. Let me gag. Let my face fall to the floor. Very that. Okay, my my first fucking soapbox I'm about to get on here. When you tip a server at a restaurant, it's never going to be appropriate to tip them with a packet of good news from our Lord and Savior. I'm sorry, like, I understand here you're out here doing the, the Lord's work, sis, but, like, my gay ass isn't running out to join the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as I refill your bucket of chips. Like, nah. <laughs> Did you get one of those fake hundred I got bills? two of them. <laughs> they actually, they tip me, like, as well, but, like... 5%. No, I got 15%. Which oh, okay, that's not bad. I'm not going to bat an eye at when you're in and out of my table in 40 minutes. Like, yeah. No. But no, I don't care. I got gray hair and red glasses. Do you think I'm going to run out to the church? I don't care. I don't care. What? Nothing. What? Why are you just over there shaking your head? We have to be tolerant of religion. I'm tolerant. Everybody can do what they want to be, be what they want to be, do what they want to do, feel what they want to feel, believe in what they want to believe in, but don't push your beliefs off on me. I won't do it to you. Don't do it to me. I'm not getting you to join the gay choir. Don't try to Jesus me. Right. <laughs> So on Friday, I got my vaccine and, you know, I was like, I was like feeling a little iffy afterwards. So I got some girl to pick up my shift. So about like 45 minutes before this hypothetical shift was supposed to start, I get a message and it goes, hey, it's Eddie. And I'm like, Eddie? I go, like, Eddie who? And he goes, oh, Eddie from work. And he's like, I was wondering if you can grab me Starbucks on your way in since the one in my town won't allow me to mobile order on the way. And I'm like, what? Some stranger just got my fucking phone number off the books at work to text me to ask me if I can pick them up coffee on the way to work. Um, what? I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm not working this morning. Also, I don't even remember who you are. Like, we've worked together less than 10 times. I've never in my life texted a stranger and asked them for coffee. Secondly, why were you allowed to go into the office and take my number off paperwork? Someone already put your phone number on the bathroom stalls at work? No, CJ. There is a list of all the server's phone numbers in the management office. Did you get him Starbucks, though? No, I didn't get him Starbucks. I didn't go into work. That's rude. Some some bitch picked up my shift. <laughs> and then I got sent home from work on Saturday because I was sick with the COVID vaccine symptoms. Well, at least we know it's working. That's I mean, good. that's very true. That but, makes me happy. But girl... Texting a stranger and asking him to pick you up coffee. That's yeah. we- that's weird. Well, it's also kind of rude. Like, girl, you don't... I don't know you. I don't even know who Eddie is. I still don't know who Eddie is. I don't know who he is. <laughs> You're going to go into work one day. He's going to be working the section. I don't you. know anybody's name at work except the girl that trained me and my manager that gave me the job. You're going to show up to work one day. He's going to have a section right next to you. Be like, hey, uh, Michael, it's Eddie. And you're going to be like... Oh, oh you're the one. Oh, you're the one. Your Starbucks is in the back. And you're the coffee go- burglar. <laughs> Like, not the coffee mama. Girl, I'm not even going to get myself Starbucks on the way to work, let alone you. Let alone Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck. Wow. Michael, um... <laughs> that was I, that was really mean. That whole segment was... That was... That whole segment makes me sound like a bitch. Um, Michael, guess what? Guess what it's time for? It's a commercial break! Yes. <laughs> commercial. Hey, bitches! Are you bored? Oh, hell yes, bitch! Wanna really party? 
The hell I do. Try the K special. What's the K special? It's a brand new drink that tastes like a VIP section in a can. Excuse me. I said, excuse me. Can I get three of the K specials? Straight up. <laughs> Cheers to being skinny. The K special contains only two calories. Carbonated H2O, sugar, naturally artificial flavors, beach, and warm milk. Are you a stick in the mud? Do you take life too seriously? Is your blood sugar low? Well, baby, do I got a drink for you? It's called Sweet Tooth, made to make you go from uptight to just right, baby. I've made this with all my favorite things. Sugar, glucose, high fructose corn syrup, gut rot, <laughs> and a little bit of that stuff. Uh, uh, now, this drink ain't for the faint of heart, baby. No, really. I had two cardiac arrests on the way here. Woo. And if you buy two, you get a gold tooth for free. <laughs> You're gonna need it. Everybody got a sweet tooth. Oh. You're listening to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. <sighs> what a nice little break. That felt nice. Was nice to take a break from this. It was. It was real nice. Michael went out, and meditated a little bit. I to did. Kind of get you know, I'm so much calm. In a zen. So much calm. So I much also calm. apparently forgot how to speak English. So much English. He's now Zen. Right. And he's ready to head. Now it's off to the races. I've consulted with the judges, but the final decision is mine to make. The time has come to crown our queen. The UK's next drag race superstar is Lawrence Cheney, everybody. That, that was not that, Scottish. That was not, but it's okay. <laughs> That's right. Lawrence Cheney. There we go. There we is go. The winner of UK Drag Race Season 2. She is our first plus size winner. Come on, girl. Get it for the big girl. Get it for the big girl. Oh, big girl. I'm here oh, for it. I'm big, a big girl. Big. I like that. Right. Congratulations, Lawrence. I love you. I'm so proud of you. We have worked together so many times, and I knew from the first time we worked Christmas a couple years ago, uh, I knew you were destined for greatness, and I'm so proud and happy for That's you. That's so, so awesome. I'm not a big fan of the Teletubby Purple, but I'm very happy that she won. I was not a fan <laughs> of that runway. But it's been Teletubby Purple all season long. That's her, a lot. That's her color. No, I get it. I get it. It was a good episode. I thoroughly enjoyed this finale. I can't remember the last time I enjoyed a finale, because we're so accustomed to like the, the, same, the US ones, right. which are the lip sync for the crown. Honestly, the last time I enjoyed a finale like this was Canada. See, I didn't enjoy Canada's finale. Really? I think going into the finale for Canada... I also knew who, I also knew who was going to win before I watched the episode. But I think going online, into the but... finale for Canada, you knew it was going to be 
What's my name? Priyanka. Yeah. Yeah, you knew it was going to be Priyanka over everyone else. It was no real anticipation going into it. Unlike UK, That's fair. where we went in and everyone was like, it's going to be Bimini. I was Bimini's 100% convinced it was going to be Bimini. Yeah. I'm glad Lawrence won, but I was like going in like there's no way they're going to give it to anybody else but Bimini. Oh, yeah. And she got the winners at it at the end of the season. Yeah, she definitely did. She was unproblematic. She wasn't bitchy. She wasn't mean. She had four wins. You know, they the last time and the only time she was in the bottom was the first episode of the series. Right. And, and that was it. And she won every episode but one back from quarantine. Yeah. So she she was set up to win, and then they went, nope. Nope. JK, LOL. Not your time, you. sis. As my husband has said, they got you, gal. They got you, gal. And uh, they gave it to Lawrence. So congratulations, Lawrence. Uh, well deserved. My favorite part of every season is when they write the fucking song. Like, that is, like to me, like the quintessential challenge. Oh, yeah, no, I love it. It's so much fun. It's so good. And, and all of those songs chart all of them in some way i don't think this one's going to no because i think <laughs> i think uk hun was better than this oh 100 um listening to this, it just sounded weird yeah it sounded um rushed yeah their vocals were not loud enough i noticed that too i'm watching the episode i'm like why are they singing over a backing track that's 10 times louder than it should be yeah and this is gonna sound mean but I don't mean for it to be mean. Okay. So don't read me. Don't come for me. Don't at me. Could you understand a single thing they were saying? The only person I understood was Tace. Yes. The only person. Everybody else was like... Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yes. It was very mumbled. And it might have been because of the accents. And they were trying to do it so fast. Right. They could have easily had them record their lines a little slower and sped them up in post. Speak it loud and say it proud. Own it. Because only you know how. You become a diamond under pressure, so keep your head up no matter the weather. Turn your frown upside down, and that's how you'll snatch the crown. And if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and flick that weed. Bimini babe, watch the queen conquer, law of attraction speak and you will prosper. Be a savage, you know that you have this, don't bring down the sound just to make you feel about Woo! Aim for the stars, don't quit if you keep missing. Eyes on the prize, only stay be hissing. Believe in yourself, open up your heart and listen. Put the G in diamond These girls can't beat me Even if they try it Straight to the top Cause I touch the roof Girl look at my truck I can see the proof Dundee to London Yes I'm all travel Big wig But it ain't frazzled Click my heels Like one, two, three I'm the big king I'm be those me Who's that? It's me The myth, the legend Lawrence Cheney Can't be fierce And always stunning Thousand faces But I ain't running Mama Roo Came from above And now it's true I feel the love Big gal with big whip What's left to say Can Oh yeah That's it Crown me, baby, it's the lip sync assassin Who me like this? Yes, that's right Try to come for me, then believe it's on site If you want to go get it, I know that you can do it Love is all you need, come on, let's get to it Taste is the name I'm about to blow Baby, don't you know I love Ellie she was cute. Her dra- her outfit was super cute. I think she is a very handsome boy. I think her drag is amazing for how, like a cherub. how young she is. Girl, don't ever write lyrics. Don't come out with music. Oh, that rough. That was rough. She was. It's a song about love, and she's writing diss tracks. Girl, <laughs> girl, you just fucked everybody over by putting them in the wrong order for the comedy challenge. You about to step on toes a second time in three weeks bitch yeah it was rough and i'm glad lawrence called her out for it and she changed some but like of them. he didn't really call her out i feel like lawrence like was like hey you might not want to like as your friend even though we had drama you might not want to do this because you're gonna look like a bitch <laughs> yes yes i would agree with that um and then right after you know that whole songwriting section we went into the tic-tac lunch which is oh i love it i love a good tic-tac did lunch. you notice what the tic-tacs look like no. they were the union jack 
Oh. They were laid out to look like a Union Jack. That's cute. I'm here for a thematic yeah. moment. That Tic Tac Lunch was cool. I didn't know Tay's dad was in Wham. I didn't either. Girl. <laughs> she don't need the money. Her daddy was in Wham. Exactly. She Girl. don't need to win. I love her though. She's one of my she was one of my favorites the whole season. Like fucking Naomi Campbell realness from beginning to end. Like Oh yeah. Stunning. One hundred percent. She went out there and she gave good TV. She gave good runways. She gave good face. She gave great face. She was she was the narrator of the season. Taste really kind of pushed this the narrative of everybody. Yeah. And then we get, you know, Ellie right after her and Michelle talking to Ellie about her comedy. Right. She gave her like the whole, you know, it's a competition. Don't feel don't feel like you're being a bitch by playing a game in a competition based reality show. And I'm like, girl, I mean, like, as much as I was mad at her for sending my girl home by putting her where she put her in that fucking comedy she challenge. She didn't send your girl home. Your girl sent herself home. Anyways, as mad as I was about that, I was like, you're right, Michelle. I, I see you there, girl. I see the gears turning in your little Cruella DeVille head. <laughs> I, okay. her, she looks stunning. She's I'm, I'm note, she looks stunning. I'm going to side note. Michelle's hair in season 13 and UK2 has been top notch. I just don't like how she repeats outfits between the shows. But that's fine. I, I know, but realized, RuPaul does it. I don't think she realized when they were going to come out, but her hair every episode is... On point, stunning. St- stunningly perfect. Can we talk about Lawrence's... That bastard! There Get we go. Get in my belly! Get in my belly! I was like, girl... <laughs> There's something very charming about Lawrence. Honestly, so after the Tic Tac launch, I'm also like another reason that I was kind of like gagged with the win because after they gave Bimini that whole talk about her like dep- like struggle with depression and drugs I was like oh they're giving her like the I've overcome this big adversity in my life like they gave her like that like big like overcoming adversity moment I was like oh fuck this is a perfect setup for the win oh it was a perfect setup because it also and she went last in the tic tac lunch so that was like that was the last one in your brain you know? but it also like kind of put her whole drag race story to an end because she overcame every week being from the first one in the bottom right to not being in the bottom at all the rest of the show right so it kind of sealed that that deal that i've overcome being in the bottom every week and i've overcome drug and depression right but mike i'm gonna ask you a question okay if you could pick any girl okay who would you pick for congeniality if you say a whore i'm gonna (laughs) throw something at you they picked valentina yes because valentina had a following fan favorite yes i think it would either be ellie diamond i don't think i don't really think it would be bimini See, my two choices for congeniality this season yeah. are Bimini. Okay. Because she gave that huge pep talk to Ginny. Okay. She was very helpful kind of throughout. My second choice is Tia Coffee. Oh, Tia Coffee. 100% Tia Coffee would have won Miss Congeniality. <laughs> I didn't even think about her. Yeah, you're right. Tia yeah, Coffee would have won. Tia Coffee is, is my Miss Congeniality. She looked so cute when she came back on the runway. She did. And before. Girl, where was that with the whole competition, sis? Okay, before. Well, can we talk about the fact when she walked out for the final lip sync number with the top, th- the top uh-huh. four? She came out in a. Um, RuPaul-inspired look. I saw that, yeah. They did Ginny Lemon wrong and Veronica Green by making them step in front of these two... Huge Glamazons. Yeah. So they look like um, they're going to be dropped off at school. Right, by their mom (laughs) and drag. Like, honey. (laughs) You know, once again, congratulations to Lawrence Cheney for winning UK. But with that... We are at the end of the UK. Oh, it's it been real. after, ended before. The good news is we have season three coming up shortly. Hopefully, we'll see. By the end of the year, they said. Oh, did they? Yeah, oh, but by the end cool. of 2021. Awesome. So not only are we going to get UK 2, we're going to get UK 3 this year. Great. Lovely. More drag. Lovely gal. But with that being the end of UK season two, we still have... Another six weeks of Drag Race America. <laughs> drag Race, is it done yet? Drag Race season forever. We are now on the top seven, Michael, of season 13. 
I'm I was I'm a little little pressed about this week's episode, but I don't agree with the decision at the end. No, but before we get there, let's let's recap. recap the let's recap the episode. Before we is go that trademarked? To, um, is Ruka, is recap trademarked? I don't think so. Oh. So this week on season 13, um, the girls had to brand themselves with soda commercials. These are always weird because people either fucking knock it out of the park or they fell. This week they had to do it with soda cans and oh. God bless them all. God bless them all. There wasn't there wasn't really any good ones. They were There was like a good out of the bad, but. They were clever ones. They're clever, yeah. Clever ones. Um, I think Rosé's was so clever. Rosé's was really clever. Uh, Simone's was really clever. Simone doesn't do a bad job on anything she touches on this show, though. Like, to be totally honest, like, I don't, like, expect to turn on an episode and be like, oh, Simone's going to fuck up this Simone week. reminds me of Bianca. Yes. Yes, she yes, yes, yes. She is coasting through this thing and is being... But she's, like, winning, though, consistently. But it scares me because if she is constantly winning, when she loses, it's going to be A downfall. Yeah. And then, you know, we watched Mick. Mick, I I love love Mick. Mick. I love Mick. I thought her commercial was silly. I don't. I'm still (laughs) confused on what she was trying to say. Hey, Gorge. You just like Mick. I mean, I I love love, I fucking, there's something about Mick. When, like, Mick walks on that screen, I'm like, what is she going to do next? Yeah. Explain her commercial to me because I'm still confused. It was a mess, but it was an entertaining mess. (laughs) Okay. Is that where we're going? (laughs) I thought it was funny. I just, like, I, I fucking cackle at that, like... Paris Hiltony, like, hey, Gorge. Yeah, like, but at I, what point does that turn into? Okay, we've seen it. What else? Can okay, you but Alaska made a whole career on. Hi, I don't want to hear it. Yes, but Alaska <laughs> has shown through her career that she can do that comedy kind of thing. That she can be serious when she has to. Everybody's be. got a shtick, though. Yes, I understand that, and go with your shtick. But at the same time, show that you are an overall and well-rounded person, and that you just—if that stick doesn't work, you fumble. Like, for instance. Let's look at the commercial she just did. She was in the bottom three. Right. For this is the first time she's fumbled, though. Yes, but it was a big fumble. Oh, like, I don't disagree. Usually, she's in the top. She was in even middle of the pack. No, she she's always in the top. the bottom. Right. And the shtick didn't work because she couldn't sell that shtick. What I think she had so many ideas going on in her head and what she wanted to sell with that commercial that it just because she wanted fumbled. To, because she wanted to stay with the shtick that she does. I love her, and I hope she wins. And That's my and choice for the win. That is my choice for my the win. My top two are Simone and Mick. Oh, yeah. 100%. But, girl, that commercial was a mess. I want that to be my text, Tony. Hey, Gorge. Of course you do. <laughs> and what about Tuna Burger? Oh. Her commercial was yeah. Um, I no. See, I disagree. I loved her commercial. Production-wise, production-wise was stunning. She had an idea. It was executed. Did was it Tina Burner? No. No. But from a production aspect, I would have bought it. Problem with her on the show is that she's just so predictable. I don't think I think this runway was the first time that I saw her in something that I wasn't like, oh, that's something Tina would wear. My issue with Tina on the show is it's not Tina Burner. And that's what you've been saying since the beginning. It's not Tina Burner. It's what she thinks that they so, want to see on Drag Race. Um, but I don't feel like she's being true to who Tina Burner is. I think she's kind of stifling herself and making sure that she doesn't get canceled and she doesn't do anything that could ruffle feathers. And unfortunately, because of that she went home right and i just feel like she wasn't super likable on the show yeah but i and i followed her on insta i followed her on instagram for a while like and like i've always like appreciated her aesthetic and like kind of what she does and like she's she's fucking funny yeah but the issue of that is i feel like we can't you can't really get a good sense of people from the show oh no i just i totally agree because the editing is so so much did you see on friday on twitter who was freaking out about everything drag race yes Fucking Dr. Phil McGraw. 
<laughs> Dr. Phil's a drag race stand. He's problematic, though. Yes, I understand. He made a career that. off of mocking mental illness, but... Yeah, and he technically can no longer practice in the United <laughs> Right, States. he's allowed to have a talk show, but he can't be a practicing uh, um, psychiatrist. But he's a huge drag race fan. I think that's so funny. It's one of those people that I never thought would enjoy drag race. So CJ texts me, and he's like, Dr. Phil's a drag race fan, question mark? I'm like, like, TV Dr. Phil? And he's like, yes. I was like, um, what? <laughs> so, how about that? How about that? Michael, guess what? What? Commercial! Is this you? Oh. Or this? Ow. That or this? Oh, oh. With God makes God sex sex juice, things are about to get delusionally good. Now you can look like this. Uh, uh, oh, sex, yeah. Or this. Uh, so sexy. Or this. Oh, so sexy. Friendly warning, just because you drink Got Mix, Got Sex, Sex Juice, and feel gorge, doesn't mean you're not a f***ing idiot. Side effects may include constipation, moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, death, and feeling really, really sexy. With Got Mix, Got Sex, Sex Juice, you'll feel so gorge. Wake up, girl, because you're a nightmare. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rosé, and I'm full of myself, literally. So when I get a hangover from hell, I reach for an ice-cold can of Rosade, the pink wine-flavored soft drink that not only rehydrates, it leaves me looking and feeling perfect. I love being perfect. And with new active ingredient criticism, you'll be thinking perfectly, too. Hi, is this giant ruffling texture flattering? <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> and just like any sugary hangover cure, rosé doubles as a sports drink. Hey, come play. I'm not playing that. <laughs> So what are you waiting for? Drink rosé and be perfect like me now. <laughs> be perfect now with rosé. We're in Steam Bears, the podcast. <laughs> are you really going to do that every time we go to a commercial? Yep. Michelle? Yes? I think we should open the closet. Girl, for somebody who spent so long in them, you think I'd know how to dress a little bit better. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you were so deep in the closet you were finding Christmas presents. Honey, usually I'm pretty deep, so. Boo! You know, Michelle, one of the the biggest things that we as a community kind of talk about a lot and really struggle with is coming out. I agree. And, you know, as people who are part of the gay community, we have to do something that not everybody in the world needs to do. And that is come out of the closet. And that is kind of tell people, hey, I like the same sex. Or, hey, I don't conform to the gender norms. Or, hey, I am not comfortable in the skin I was born in and I identify as the opposite sex. Not a lot of people understand how 
hard that is and a lot of the people in our community struggle with it absolutely i really didn't struggle with it i was kind of forced out of the closet so i'd never had the opportunity to kind of sit there and debate whether i was gay bisexual pansexual anything like that i was forced out of the closet by somebody who i trusted and they ran their mouth and kind of started my process a little prematurely to the people i went to school with it was in sixth grade is when this all happened i knew i had liked boys then but you know as a gay person where i grew up it wasn't socially acceptable to be gay Right. So to cover their own ass because they were gay, they decided to out me. So the focus went off of them and not towards me. I walked into school one day and was told, oh, hi, Chris, you're gay. Oh. And I went, what? And then the cogs in your head start fucking rolling. You're like, what do I say? And how do I recover? Exactly. You start going, what? No, I don't know what you're talking about. I like girls with the biggest list ever. And so I, I never sat there and denied the fact that I liked boys. I went with the, I'm not gay. I'm bisexual. That's what we all do. That's the, what I like to call the, I'm going to open the closet and see if it's safe out here. Right. I call buy now gay later. <laughs> exactly. That's cute. I like that. Put that on a shirt. So in sixth grade, I, it was very much that I'm bisexual. I don't know what you're talking about. And it wasn't until uh, 10th grade when the bisexual aspect of my life kind of disappeared. And it was I'm strictly dickly, a strictly dickly kicking the door down, leading the pride parades. Ooh. And it's when I got my first boyfriend after leaving my first girlfriend. <laughs> I never really struggled with coming out because to me, I was hanging out with people who were 20, 25. You know, I was hanging out with somebody who was a fucking dean of a high school when I was 17 as a wrestler so people were intimidated by me because they knew I was a wrestler so they knew if they tried to start anything I would whoop their ass and if I didn't whoop their ass I had you know all these other Plethora guys of options. who would you know handle it for me so I feel like I was very blessed in that aspect so I kind of used my entire high school career to help those who were kind of struggling to find themselves to understand that it's okay it's like the mayor of Gayville essentially yeah basically um did you have anything like did you struggle with it or did you you know so mine was weird my family actually found out via facebook oh yeah because i thought it would be a great idea to say i was in a relationship with a boy on facebook before i told any of my family did you not wait wait wait, wait, wait. did you not expect them to find it i don't know i wasn't facebook friends with any of my family mary it's facebook i understand that now i understand that now so i was in college i didn't like have a boyfriend i was in college did you experiment in like oh yeah in high school oh yeah i used to sneak boys in my house in high school all the time oh, but okay. like yeah i was like i was like fucking my high school friends but like sneaking them through a window like the back door the garage the garage the garage into the garage and then downstairs oh you know into the back door (laughs) no but basement um, bareback basement bareback yeah so one of my best friends in high school was gay and i had a huge crush on him huge huge crush on him and that's kind of like where i started with my whole like experimenting with guys thing you know i did the whole i'm bisexual thing you know because that was trendy at the time Because every um, single punk band was was bisexual. Right, right. So then I like Pete Wentz was the big one. So then I like stopped. I like stopped talking to this kid after he changed schools. I went to an all boys Catholic high school. So like, so you had all the closet boys, all the closeted boys, sis, all the drugs and all the gays. Those are the two things you could find in a Catholic school. But no, so I had so whatever. I had this friend. I was experimenting with him. Whenever he moved away, 
So then I got a girlfriend and that was like a whole fucking, the whole fucking ordeal. I think we as closeted- I just wanted to make sure. Well, what I'm saying is I think we as closeted gays kind of get a girlfriend to hide the fact that we're gay. Mine was more just to make sure. But we don't know how to handle having a girlfriend. Right. We're not we're attracted, not attracted. To her. Exactly. It was weird. It yeah. was very weird. Yeah, it was a weird experience. I dated her for a whole year. Mine was three months. Uh, I dated mine for a whole year. Did you slip it to her? No. And like, well, I don't want to tell the story on the podcast. <laughs> Did you slip it to him, Michael? No, I never had sex with a woman. Okay. I'm a platinum gay. Oh, and a platinum haired homo. Yeah. Okay. And I actually, the first guy I ever had like full on sex with, I was visiting her at school and I snuck out of her room and went and slept with this kid while I was visiting her at school. Michelle. Her gay friend. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So my parents found, long story short. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go into your next portion, does she know that you snuck away or did I she still told her in the, the middle of our bitter breakup? <laughs> Um, she was like my best friend for years too, and then I started dating her, so it like was real bad blood oh, afterwards. Okay. Do you still talk to her now? No, she oh. hates my guts. I told her she made me gay. <laughs> she was a cunt at the end. So whatever. So after her, I broke up with my girlfriend. I had downloaded Grinder like everybody else does, and I met my first boyfriend Brock. And you know I was hanging out with him, and I had just gotten kicked out of my parents house for doing drugs so so i was like in this whole like rebellious like fuck my family fuck my parents fuck everything phase fuck my boyfriend literally that's back when i was a top because rock was a bottom don't laugh at me i used to be a top you know we'd find out what we like later on in life so my family was like i was on the outs of my family i'd gotten kicked out for doing drugs and because i like struggled a lot with depression as i was a kid so i like did drugs whatever so i was with like my boyfriend you know i was like taking cute pictures with him and i was like i'm gonna post this to facebook so i fucking posted to facebook and then at the same time, I posted to Facebook, whatever, with this big long write up about you know, me being gay, whatever. I had also at the same time written a letter to my parents and put it in the mailbox of my parents' house that I wasn't living in at the time. Uh-huh. This big long fucking soapbox moment where I'm like, I feel like you're so unproud of me and like fucking oh, no. you make it so apparent on how like you're ashamed of me and who I am. This like big whole fucking like telenovela, like lifetime movie moment. And then I get a call after like not talking to my parents, I get a call from my dad. Yeah. It's my dad and my mom on the phone and whatever they're like we obviously we know you're gay you used to walk around the house in heels and a phantom of the opera mask so like clearly they knew clearly. like clearly but and my so my dad who's like if you know my dad he's like this like big macho like bodybuilder like cop, cop. well he's a corrections officer but he's a cop yeah he's cop adjacent does so he carry the, a gun? the two th- what does he carry a gun yes did he go to the academy yes he's a cop the two things my dad said to me after coming out were as it follows. Can't you be one of those really successful gay guys that's like a doctor or something? And then follows it up with, also, aren't gay guys supposed to be neat? Why is your room always a mess? Damn. I was like, you're such a fuckface. Your dad read you too. Right. Yeah. I thought I was supposed to be the gay one reading people and shit. Like, fuck you. But no. So like... <laughs> This big whole long ordeal I thought was going to be terrible. My extended family actually took it way worse than my than my like immediate family. Yeah, I didn't talk to my grandmother for like over a year. And then you talked to her every day. I, exactly. No, but she like called me and was like, I can't believe you would do this to me and your grandfather after all we've done for you. That's how mine were. It was, oh, it was like the end of the fucking world. Mine wrote me out of the will for uh, I'm probably not the a will year anymore. and a half until I, until I made her feel real guilty. She I blew used, it all at slots anyways. So. I used the Jewish guilt on my grandmother. Did you? So Michael, I have a, I have a question for you since you know we're both out and very proud of who we are now absolutely do you feel that coming out of the closet is necessarily something that we as a community need to continue to do do we really need to make it a spectacle 
that it is or like what are your thoughts on like the coming out process i don't want to get hate for this but like i don't think it needs to be a spectacle like as someone who made their own coming out a spectacle like i don't think it needs to be this big fucking fireworks dramatic like i'm gonna get my oscar my emmy moment like i don't think it needs to be something like that anymore i think as a community and as like just like a general conscious of like society i think we've develop beyond that and i don't think we're like in the same social constructs of where coming out is on like a necessity anymore i uh, see i have to disagree with you you know we're all entitled to our opinions i think coming out is super important for our community still i think it it makes people feel comfortable with who they are simply because they don't need to hide behind a facade of lies anymore and it's it's a very freeing thing to come out of the closet it makes people stop guessing it not only makes you feel comfortable with the person that you are but it makes the people around you feel comfortable with with you as a person because now they don't feel like they have to necessarily walk on eggshells anymore about assuming your gender identity or your gender preference or your pronouns or anything like that so i think having a conversation about who you are to the people who mean the most to you really means a lot Especially, you know, in in this day and age when, you know, our transgendered brothers and sisters are being killed. I think having the conversation of saying, hi, I'm gay. And I think that's a little bit different of a situation as like being a trans individual. Because there's still, I don't want to like, I want to phrase this appropriately. Like there's, it's society kind of views that the way it viewed being gay 20, 30 years ago. Kind of, it's like, oh, it's like okay to be gay now. Like that's kind of like the battle for that was kind of won already. And now we're on like the second part of the battle where we need to make sure that our trans those sisters are protected and accepted. Oh, I agree. And I feel like a situation with being a trans individual, I think that's a little bit different because there's a whole aspect of your life like you literally have to transition, you have to change, you have to no, and I tell that. people what you prefer and what like what well, your chose like what your chosen name is, what your chosen pronouns are. And I think that's a little bit different of a situation than coming out as gay or bisexual. But I still tie that into coming out. I do, I do. I just feel like just more socially acceptable now than when 10 years ago to be gay. Oh, 100%. I and you know, I credit that a lot to like Will and Grace. Right, and but like Straight people don't have to come out, so like no. I always been in mindset of like, why do we? But I look at it more as yes, I agree that straight people never have to understand the struggles of coming out. You don't have to come out as straight. Contrary to what you know, people want to say, there is no such thing as super straight, right? Or straight pride. Yeah, there's <laughs> no such fucking thing. That's like what people are like. Oh, we're straight pride. Um, you know damn well that the old Navy Flag Day shirt sale is coming up. <laughs> That's your straight pride. Or like now the big thing is I'm super straight. What the fuck The fuck does that mean? But I feel like coming out is such a momentous thing. You know, it really allows people to feel safe about who they are. And you know, if you are out there and you are listening to this, know that we as a community will accept you. It may not feel like we're going to. But we will. Because of all the, you know, segregation that we have in our own community. But we are at the end of the day a very strong community. We are a family of people. And if you're listening to this and you are struggling coming out know that it does get better at the end of the day that me and michael we do love you that you do have a community that will love you understands you and tolerates you regardless of what you see out there with hate towards other members of our community at the end of the day that is what we are we are a community uh and you are going to be extremely loved in it when you're inside of it and you're going through it it feels like honestly you're never going to get oh you're never going to get your head above the water you're never going to make it through the storm you're never going to you know pass through it the sun does like this fucking generic and like ridiculous as it sounds like the sun does shine and it does get better like i hate 
hate the I hate the phrase it gets better because it's so spouted off and it's so like it's just so like drilled into your head. Yeah. But it it, it as fucking obnoxious and as like cliche as it is, it really does get better. Look at my gay ass now living the <laughs> living the fantasy in F- Florida, going to theme parks and having a podcast with this fucker across. As from me. they said in Annie, the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow, and I happen to be that big bottom dollar. <laughs> so if for whatever reason you are struggling with coming out, please please reach out to somebody that you trust and you love if you can't if you don't have that support system at home feel free to reach out to me or michael on social media reach out to us on our website if you reach out to us it will remain between us we will not talk about it on the podcast we just want you to know that you do have two people who are here to support you you can follow all of us and by all of us i mean me and michael (laughs) the two of us that work on the podcast um you can follow us on social media our social medias are on our website which is the which is queerensteinbearspodcast.com or you can find us on social media at queerensteinbears the podcast on instagram twitter and facebook michael yes cj i think we need to go and meditate Commercial break. so about a year after i came out to my parents as liking women i came out to them as gay and a little bit of backstory here uh, my mom only ever had like two big life rules for me uh the first was don't drink anything alcoholic and blue which is just good life advice the other is don't date anyone named eric uh i don't know what the erics of the world did to her but that was the other rule So I came out to them. I was like, hey, I know I told you you like girls, but um, I'm not going to be dating guys anymore. Just like not really interested in men. And my mom said, all right, that's totally fine. No Erica's either. Hey, mom. Um, I'm a homosexual. Mm. I'm not. Oh. Hey, grandma. Yeah. What's the first thing that made you think I might have been gay? (laughs) The first thing? Yeah. Honestly? Yeah. When I walked in, when you were a little boy, and I walked into the bathroom, and you were in the bathtub, and you had your wiener stuck down between your legs to where it looked like it wasn't there. (laughs) That's the first thing? Yeah. So I had a girlfriend for about eight months in high school. I was in the closet, and let me tell you, her mother loved me. Like, I'm talking, they kept drinks for me at their house, and I went over for dinner, like, every single night. And looking back on it, I'm pretty sure her mom just had a really good gaydar and knew that when we said we were watching Disney movies at midnight, that's the only shit that was going on. You're listening to Quarantine Bears, the podcast. I'm going to start turning your mic off when I know we're transitioning between segments so I can avoid you saying commercial breaks and I'm going to fucking cut it out every time. Sorry. You know I'm my ass going to leave it in. I know. <laughs> And that's why he does it, because he's just sit over there and giggle and do it. Michael, for the last three weeks, we have asked the fans to help come up with a name for the ending of every episode. And did we come up with a name? No, because nobody gave us a good one. <laughs> but I came up with one. I wanted to call Let's Keep It Raw, but I was shot down. Yeah, no. So, Michael, can you bear with me for just a moment? I like that. That's cute. And um, I would like to also say that I also suggested that similar title, and you shot it down originally. Yep, but because I came up with it, we're using it. <laughs> Bear with me for a minute. If you are watching any version of RuPaul's Drag Race, whether it is season 13, whether it is the UK, whether it's Canada, Spain, or even... Space. RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, understand that it is a heavily edited reality television show and that these girls do not go to a producer, take a crown, and put it on their own fucking heads. Do not go out on social media and bully these girls. They are out there doing something that they enjoy. They are doing something that they want to do. You do not have the fucking right to make people feel like they want to go kill themselves because of something you saw on a television show. They're human 
beings. Treat them with respect and honor. Just because your favorite did not win, do not discredit the one who did win. Because just like your favorite, they went out there and did everything they possibly could to win. And guess what? They fucking did grow up and get over it sounds a little pressed there as somebody who's part of that and, and the, the fan base is toxic yes. i will say the fan base is toxic. as part of somebody who is part of the drag race brand at this point because of who i'm married to i see it so fucking much i have seen fifi o'hara also known as jeremy carey be bullied harassed and threatened i have seen people like candy muse get threatened i have seen all of these girls who go on that show because they're not a fan favorite get bullied to the point of either deleting their social media taking a break from social media or just all that stop or severe or severe like deterring of their mental health and stop touring because of it which is now they're losing money because of it me and michael will sit here and and analyze an episode but we're doing it at a place of love and a place of entertainment value right and I, I'm proud and I love everybody that's been on that show and I'm proud of the work they've done exactly. but I'm still gonna read you for your outfit but exactly. that doesn't mean I'm gonna go on the internet and bitch at you and we love every single one of these girls that goes on the show they deserve your respect because they are on the show and doing something in a public light if you want to go out there and change the world then go out there and change the world but understand that you will get read for it don't sit behind a keyboard and say oh my god go kill yourself because you sent my favorite home they didn't send your favorite home a production team sent your favorite home right even though I was really mad at Ellie Diamond, she didn't send a horror home. No. And I saw it all throughout season seven and All Stars 2 with Ginger. Absolutely. People sat there and told Ginger right in front of Violet, you deserve to win. Right. Violet didn't crown herself. Right. She, she didn't fucking walk on stage and pick the crown up and exactly. said, this is mine. Celebrate everyone who goes on that show. Michael, that's all I got to say about that. Boom. Drop the mic. Boom. Roasted. Bear with me for just a moment, CJ. I'm sick of the fake news about people dying from the COVID-19 vaccine. Nobody has died, and the propaganda you continue to spew is not only incorrect, but extremely detrimental to the fight against the pandemic. Yeah, I'm fucking sick after getting the vaccine, but I didn't grow a tail, and I'm not dying. Do your part, get vaccinated, so long as it's safe for you to do so whenever you become eligible. Be smart, wash your hands, and wear a mask. All these things are signs of respect. Don't be a fucking idiot and just do it. A fucking... It's been a year already. It's quicker to potty train a dog. If you go out in public, wear a fucking mask. If you're not gonna wear a mask, and you can call... Stay home. No, if you go out in public and you don't wear a mask, don't expect people to keep their mouths shut. We are all trying to stop the spread of this fucking pandemic. I just want to go back to fucking concerts. Like, stop it. <laughs> Michael's still waiting for a refund. Yeah, if you go out, wear a fucking mask. End of story. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you don't want to wear a mask, do a pickup at store. Do a home delivery service. Do something. But at the end of the day, we need to respect our fellow man. Our just fellow do woman. better. <laughs> do better. Exactly. Michael... Now it's time. To no, say we're not singing this song again. Why? Because Michael, that's the end of Tuesday show's over. It's, it's done. It's uh, are, so soon. So already? soon already. I know. We're at hour four of this podcast. I feel like if I had one hour left to spend on Earth, I would spend it right here in this room because it feels like an eternity. Because <laughs> yeah, it's hot as fuck. Here. Fuck yeah. Um, with that being said, my name is CJ. You can follow me at the. C-E-E underscore J-A-Y across all social media. And I am Michael, and you can follow me at Mike Burlow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, starting next week, Michael. What are we doing? Every Friday night, we are going to be streaming on Twitch. We need to make a theme song for our Twitch. We do have to make a theme song. Um, If you're interested in watching, you can go to our Twitch channel, which is the same name as our podcast. Uh, We'll be doing live streams of video games, challenges, just sitting there and chit-chatting and bullshitting with all of you. I came up with our theme song already. Oh, boy. Twitch is good. Twitch is great. <laughs> Everything we do, we kind of hate. So, so come ooh, play this game. Watch us. <laughs> um, so check us out starting next Friday. We'll be posting all of the information on our website as well as all of our social media. And what's our website? We are Steen Bears Podcast.com.
Michael. Yes. Until next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. 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 Bye.